anything and everything. Do you ever wonder how to? Do you ever wonder why? About anything and everything. Then Doris is your guy. Anything and everything will open your mind. Anything and everything with Doris. Anything and everything with Doris is online. Remember. Remember. Anything and everything with Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You are listening to the Anything and Everything with Doris podcast, and I am your host, Doris. This episode is brought to you by WYSK Spark Radio, where they play uplifting music to get you through the day. You can find it on Live 365 Spark Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you're feeling blessed today. I enjoy this time of year because it brings out the best in people. Celebrating the birth of Jesus is a joyous one. And we should always remember that Jesus is the true meaning of this season. Yet, we hear so much about Santa Claus. When I was younger, Santa came to me faithfully every year. As I got older... My friend started doubting if he was real. So where exactly did Santa come from? Today, I will discuss the history of Santa Claus. Yes, Virginia, there really is a Santa Claus. Did you know that the most popular Greek Orthodox saint is Saint Nicholas? There is a wonderful story that stems from Greek Orthodox traditions that speak of St. Nicholas. He was born in 280 A.D. as an only child to an older wealthy couple. They lived in Batara, Asia Minor, which in our day we know it as Turkey. His parents died from a plague, leaving him all of their wealth. Nicholas was very much a man of God, and he gave freely, yet anonymously, so that the glory would be given to God. There's an interesting story about an incident with a bankrupt merchant. At this time, creditors would threaten to not only take the merchant's house and property, but they also threatened to take the children they would be able to sell the children into slavery or worse. As you could imagine, this frightened the merchant who had three daughters, so he decided to marry them off as quickly as possible. But there was one problem. He had no dowry to offer. Nicholas heard about the man's dilemma and decided to go late during the night and throw a bag of money through the window for the dowry of the oldest daughter. It was told that the money landed in a stocking that was drying by the fireplace. He then did it again for the next two daughters. The third time, the father caught Nicholas, and Nicholas made him promise to keep it a secret of where he received the money because he wanted all the glory to go to God. 
After he gave all his money away, Nicholas wanted to join the monastery of Sion, so he left on a pilgrimage. The first place he would visit would be the birthplace of Jesus. Somehow, the Lord impressed upon him not to hide his light under a bushel. He then returned to Asia Minor, to a Mediterranean port on the southern coast. What he did not know was that the bishop had just died and the church leaders were having a difficult time deciding on who would become the next bishop. Due to a dream of one of the church leaders, they asked Nicholas to become the bishop of Myra. After some resistance, he did agree and accepted the responsibility. As bishop of Myra and a devout Christian, he would be persecuted for not denying his faith by Emperor Diocletian. Once freed by the Emperor Constantine, who ended the three-century-long persecution of Christians, Nicholas would learn of the Arian heresy, which was beginning to split the Christian church. He then attended the Council of Nicaea with other bishops to settle it, and they wrote the Nicene Creed. After attending the Council of Nicaea, he became angry at Arius for starting this heresy. He would preach against sexual immorality, which led to the people of Myra tearing down their temple to Diana. This temple would be like the Las Vegas of the Mediterranean world, so this was quite an accomplishment. He even confronted dishonest politicians and would publicly reveal their immoral acts through divine insight. The Greek Orthodox tradition has credited many miraculous answers to St. Nicholas's prayers. Nicholas died December 6, 343 AD. So where did all these traditions of Santa Claus come from? In Revelation chapter 19, verse 14, it speaks of the armies which were in heaven following Jesus upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Since Nicholas was a saint, they believe he would be one of the many returning with Jesus, riding a white horse. The Greeks would enhance this story with St. Nicholas returning once a year for a mini prejudgment day to check on the children to see if they were following the right path. In Norway, there were no horses, so they have St. Nicholas riding a reindeer. The saints coming from heaven, the New Jerusalem, or the Celestial City, would now become the North Pole. The Lamb's Book of Life and Book of Works would become the Book of Naughty and Nice, and the angels become elves. The Dutch would have St. Nicholas give presents once a year to the good children, and his helper would put the naughty children in gunny sacks and take them to Spain, where they would be sold into slavery. Nicholas was a bishop, 
and in the beginning, St. Nicholas wore a bishop outfit, but in 1809, he would be described as wearing a typical Dutch outfit of long trunk hose, leather belt, boots, and a stocking hat by Washington Irving. In 1823, Clement Moore wrote a poem for his children, A Visit from St. Nicholas, describing St. Nicholas as a jolly old elf. So now, you understand where many of these traditions about Santa Claus came from. There really was a devout, saintly man who became a heroic bishop in 4th century Asia Minor named Nicholas, who loved Jesus so much that he would be persecuted and go into the ministry, preach against the pagan temples, confront corrupt politicians, and generously give to the poor. Could it be this very spirit of the same man we call Santa Claus that visits our little children on Christmas Eve every year? There is a very interesting book that discusses this in much, much more detail by one of my favorite historians and authors, William J. Federer. The name of the book is There Really Is a Santa Claus, and you can find it on Amazon for under $20. Thank you for listening, and from all of us here in Yappy Studio, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. God bless. Be sure to check out our show notes below, where you can donate to support us, check our references, or see what else we offer. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Mm-hmm.